Hello, not about us friends and family. We have a special podcast today with a special podcast guest star, um, but we'll get to that in a moment. As always, I'm Brad. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see how you'd react going. <laughs> and I'm Scott, and this is not about us. Welcome back. We have Cooney, who's been. Hey. Is this your third one? Yes. Yes. Well, <clears throat> the third one was day, here. but technically fourth podcast, because didn't one day we recorded two, right? Mm-hmm. We did, but this is only the second time I've been here since then. <clears throat> no, I mean the the first time you podcasted, we didn't have video, and you were audio only. Okay. Yeah. Because the second podcast, because I've just re-listened to these, and, and, and we even brought it up at that time. You're back, but this is the first time you're on video. Oh, okay. See, I've done it so much, I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we look at it. We're glad that you're back. Thanks. Glad um, to be back. This is unique for us, because we don't really know what she's got for us. So, <laughs> so we are going to let you... Uh, just take this one and uh, great. Okay, <laughs> you tell us uh, what's going on and what's on your heart. And um, but first, uh, we we like to make sure that we're doing this properly and inviting who this is really about in. Make sure he's part of the conversation. So Scott, would you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. So hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We just thank you and we praise you, Yahweh God. You are what all of this is about. You are everything. You are this. This is for you. Uh, and so I, I bless everything that's about to happen for you. Yahweh God, I just give it up to you. You take it where you want it to go. Uh, let it be yours. Uh, and let anything that comes from us just fade away and and die a quick death we just want to praise you we want to magnify you we want to glorify you and and you just Yahweh God we just give you space to glorify yourself and and be magnified let everyone who hears us who watches this just we pray that they would know you more by the end of it uh, hallelujah in in Jesus name I pray amen amen and go for it what do you got for us today okay so today I'm gonna to talk about you're gonna be surprised the Nephilim now I know if you're like didn't isn't that what you talked about the last time you were here <laughs> it is but and this is the part that I thought, Scott, you would be interested in. All right. So I've been studying the Nephilim a long time, right? I had a friend one time say, he was like, you got to be like the expert because I don't know anybody who spent as much time on this subject <laughs> as you. Which seems goofy because I think a lot of people, they just like, they read it and they're just like, whatever, move on. Nobody really, you know, spends that much time on it. Uh, I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people don't. And that's fine. That's cool. Um, will it in the end save us? Probably not. So I understand why we sort of just gloss over it. But it's it's a topic that I have studied for a long, long time. 
So hearing anything new about it is very rare. And I have stumbled upon some new information and I believe that I have maybe changed my viewpoint on a, f a few things. All right. Interesting. Which I didn't think out would happen, but I think maybe I have. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what exactly happened. So I'm going to refer to Genesis 6 because that is where this all takes place in the Bible. Now, there are some other books we've talked about, like the Book of Enoch, uh, that they talk about uh, the Nephilim in there. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go into that, too. So let me I'll pull my notes out here. I kept them secret, everybody, because I didn't <laughs> want people knowing what was happening. So uh, I ran across a YouTube video. So this is where my source for this comes from. A Dr. Peter Gentry, he's a professor of Old Testament interpretations. Um, and this video, he was with the Southern Baptist Seminary. I believe he now is with a different uh, theological school in New England. I can't remember which one, but okay. I looked him up after this. So I, he's not there anymore. This this YouTube video was like a couple of years old. They actually did a series of videos, which was like um, something about like hard questions or easy answers to hard questions or something like this. So the question that they asked first in this video, what the sons of uh, God are. Okay. All Sorry. Right. Okay. So he talks about what the sons of God are. Are they the fallen angels or are they the line of Seth? That's that's what I was trying to say. Okay. All right. Okay. Can so, I real quick just say, so that, that I also knew about those two opinions, that they were either celestial beings, the angels, the messengers, yes. or they were this line of Seth yes. that uh, corrupted with uh, the, right. the line mm -hmm. of Cain. Right. And and, uh, and and corrupted, <clears throat> got corrupted that way. Right. Those and are I've actually ideas. heard a third one said the, the the sons of God refer to basically princes or high yeah. ranking people, so yes. to speak. Yes. Who not specifically the sons of Seth, just Right. Yes. He mentions know. that uh in the way that he, he kind of brings up David, like um so yeah. what I won't go into all of that because of the fact that that's basically the same well it is the same interpretation I take as he says now he like speaks Hebrew. So he's looked at the mm -hmm. Hebraic roots and, and the words he says every time that the sons of God is used, it refers to angelic beings. And he says, That's, in this case, it's yeah. the same thing. That's right. one of the things we brought up before is that Benecha Elohim is yeah. the sons of God. He doesn't get into what yeah. the words are. He just says this is what, what it yeah. is. Because I think it's used, I think sons of God is used like six times mm -hmm. right. total. And every time it is referring to yes the, spiritual beings, yeah. and in yeah. fact, um, he alludes to, and this was I hadn't heard this, but to help emphasize that point even beyond the Hebrew, um, Paul talks about a couple of instances okay in uh, in the New Testament where he refers to uh, a couple of sins. And he says, again, I, I'm not, I didn't want to get too deep into this, but basically he says, he mentions two things. And, and the way that these two things are mentioned, he says, they are mentioned together, meaning that he is referring to the Nephilim, or excuse me, the fall of the angels here right. being a sin. He's like, so clearly he's referring back to that. 
I recommend if you want to go further into that, that you watch the video. I'll make sure to link it with this on YouTube. Okay, so. perfect. Because, I mean, he really, he's great at at discussing that, why he says this is this is what this term means. I don't think any of us are in uh, doubt of that. But any listeners want to know more, I, I suggest really looking into it. Because he, he does a great job of explaining it. Sure. Cool. Here's the part that, that, that I found interesting. <clears throat> And that is, what are the Nephilim? And they say, what are the Nephilim? And he says, a lot of people think that the Nephilim are the product of the angels of God with the daughters of men having children. So he refers us back to Genesis 6-4 for us to, to look at it. I'm just looking to make sure. Okay. So Genesis 6-4, I'm going to read it because I have it right here. Um, talks about, let's see, uh, and the, well, let's start back at three, because that's where the paragraph starts. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day shall be 120 years. This is verse four. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. His take on that, he says, there are two thoughts of interpretation to this. He says, the first thought is that the Nephilim are the product of the daughters of men and the ain't the fallen angels, he says. However, he doesn't believe that that is the proper interpretation. He believes that what that is actually saying is the giants that were the Nephilim have nothing to do with that union. They were already there. And a big reason that he says that is because of the way that this is structured. He It says, there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward. He said, that does not start with the word and. He said, when you have a sentence like this, and he says this is very important when it comes to the linguistics of this says when it starts with the word and, it is either a footnote of what we're talking about here, or it's to start a new paragraph. He said, well, it's definitely not starting a new paragraph, so right. we wouldn't use the word and to start that sentence. He said, so it's not a footnote to what is going on there, because it doesn't say and. He says, look and see that they don't talk about who these people were. He says, why don't they say who the Nephilim were? He says, because the readers at that time knew who they were. Of course. He didn't have to go into that. It does say they were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Who was that? It doesn't say. He says, the reason it doesn't say, because they don't need to know, everybody at that point knew who they were. Sure. Okay? And so I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So now, if I read it like that, there were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. To me, I think he's right. 
I think that's the truth. I think they weren't the product of that. I think they existed before that. He also goes on to say that um, Paul says in his letters to Timothy, don't argue over endless genealogies and foolish myths. And what he's referring to is the book of Enoch in this. Because he says there were false interpretations of what that meant, which got put into different books, one of them just being like the book of Enoch, which he says starts with a huge genealogy of like the fallen angels. The now fallen I haven't angels. read I haven't read the book of Enoch. You guys have, yeah. right? But it starts yeah. with that, right? And he says the reason it does that is to point towards the sin of the angels. He said it's basically like these people were saying, oh, there's sin in the world because of the angels. And he said it's taking their, it's taking their minds off the fact that it's not, or their eyes off the fact that it's not, it's not the sins of the angels. It's the sin of man that, that's causing our separation. Yeah, I've heard this before where they, they basically... Uh, it's been a long existing error that they want uh, that that uh, church groups wanted to suggest that that it was more of an angelic sin that caused the world to fall rather than the human sin, and so that's why a lot like, like a lot of those non they're good for they're good for history, but they're not necessarily good for spiritual uh, growth or anything like that. Right, right. Uh, the, the, and they're just they're interesting in the sense that. Um, that they they give maybe they fill in a little more detail here or there, mm -hmm. um, but also you're reading it from the perspective of somebody from that time period, right? Which which you could also do with just reading like the Odyssey, right? You, know, you can right. if you want to see what's going on in that time right. period, read the literature of the time period, you can kind of get an idea. But it is an error to go to to hold that book as holy, right? Because it's wanting to point you in a different road. Mm -hmm. Then, because as always, we got to remember we're the ones right. that need the saving. Right, we're right, the, right, you know, right. It's not not the angels. Right. It's not. It's we are the ones that uh, that were in rebellion to God and need to be reconciled back. Right. You know, sorry. Go. No, no, that's good. So now here's my question. Though, mm -hmm. though, here's my question. If that is the case, if it is the case that they are not the product of the fallen angels and the 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 women of, of earth why did we even put it in there what's the point mm -hmm. is it just to refer to later on when they go into the land there are giants in the land because we could have just referred to that on its own and i think people would have got the point anyway right so if it's not then then this is the part that i'm not absolutely sure on and so i want to know what you guys think if he's right and I'm tending to believe he is, just because I think he makes a real good case for it. But if he's right, then why do you even put it in here? What's the point of it being here? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you remember, but um, the last time you came and talked about this, I brought this up. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you both went, no, 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 I reject that. <laughs> I don't remember saying that yeah. either. I don't remember um, rejecting because no. uh, uh, so I'm wondering now if I even listened to the same guy uh, you were listening to because uh, that was the first time I had ever heard of that 
thought, uh, but the guy said that uh, the same thing um, interpreted that verse as these people existed separately, and when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, they were already there. Mm -hmm. And he interpreted it that way. They were there. Even when that happened, they were still there. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I can't say that I know, but I reject it for several reasons, right? At, as of this point. Okay. And Even though you brought it up. Were you just bringing up the devil's advocate? I brought, you didn't, you didn't I brought it up. think it was true? Or? No, I, I brought it okay. up. The first time, it, it was a, a case, the first time I heard this, and it was a YouTube video that I heard the gentleman explaining it. Mm -hmm. um, first time I heard it was, oh, that's an interesting thought. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah. it seems to have some knowledge of it. The more, uh, the more I went into other elements of it, it was like, it just didn't line up. It just did not make sense to me. It just, it didn't connect with other things. I was like, he put all of his stock in a linguistic interpretation of the verses. But historically, it didn't line up. Genetically, it didn't line up. There were so many other things that it was like, okay, if this is right, and it may be, mm -hmm. like one of, one of the points I brought up was a question you just brought up then why did God include it here? Mm -hmm. Because especially the Torah, mm -hmm. the first five books, they're precisely written by God. Right. I mean, we have so many proofs that this is directly inspired by God, including the, the, the biblical codes behind it, you know, and so many other things mm -hmm. that you can say, uh, uh, this, is, uh, this isn't just even... Uh, uh, inspired by God, you know, through man, you know, uh, to, to write, you know, like, like maybe uh, a, a letter that Paul wrote. You can say he wrote it with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. but it's still Paul writing it. Um, the Torah is special and unique in the sense that you can say he dictated it. Uh, well, now, wait a minute. I, I want to take umbrage on that for just a second, because isn't the Holy Spirit part of God? Absolutely. And he dictated what Paul was going to say in those letters. No, what I'm saying, no, what what you can say is Paul was writing under the influence of the Holy Spirit, but it's not like God was controlling him. There's Paul in it. Nobody was controlling <laughs> Moses but, or whomever either. But what you can say with the Torah is that God dictated write this. I, uh, as I because the Bible yeah. says every jot and tittle is in place the way God wants it to be there. Including the New Testament. Well, that you we can we can discuss that later uh, a separate point, but my point is the Torah is unique uh, in that sense uh, uh, that it is even the rest of the Bible uh, the Bible codes don't follow. Uh, the the. Do you know what I'm talking about with that? Yeah, and I don't agree with the Bible codes. So <laughs> okay. To me, that's but not that's. The, but I get what you're saying. But that's one of the proofs uh, that everything is so intricately, perfectly placed. And I've talked about this before. Is uh, God knew from the beginning of time everyone that was going to read the Bible, right? And God put everything in there. For specific purposes. It's not just a uh, fancy piece of literature. 
Right. It's not just uh, you can even even if it's history. Right. You, you know, even if you say no, right. it's perfect history. It's not just a historical book. Right. It's there for every person who was ever going to read it uh, to connect with them. And like you just said, then why is this there? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't add anything uh, to us today if that's the case. If there's just these uh, princes over here, like mm -hmm. we said, that's one of the theories is they were just great men. Right. And the kings... <clears throat> powerful men, what what have you, mm -hmm. uh, who just fell. Right. Uh, or they're not. They're not the sons of God. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, then that. Well, I mean, if the Nephilim are these great men, these great and powerful men, and the sons of God came under the women, and the, and the Nephilim were there during that time too. Mm -hmm. It's just a footnote. What what do we have to pull out of that? What does it doesn't make any sense uh, that that means they're not connected to the giants that came uh, in the future, or if they are, uh, how that it's like that chain is completely broken. We don't know how they got there. We don't know where they came. We don't know where they came from in the first place. Right? There's no there's no explanation of that. They just there's just this. Oh, by the way, there's these Nephilim over here, and we move on. There's no connection to anything else, past or future, from that verse. Why? What's the mention for them? What's the reason for them? What's the connection? Why are they here for our edification and our knowledge mm -hmm. and our understanding of who God is mm -hmm. from here on from here on out? Right. If it's just a complete disconnect. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. That's my question. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Right. <laughs> um, and now Brett. <laughs> okay, so I I see. I, I okay. First of all, first of all, it may be there because a future generation will be the ones that need to know. Um. There's some things we, we there's some examples in the Bible where something didn't make sense to somebody like specifically Daniel and he was told relax just write it down this is for a future generation mm -hmm. so to play the devil's advocate here it could be that that information is there the giants are here uh, before and after because a future generation needs to know that. Because perhaps they are returning. Uh, the Nephilim will return. We know that much mm -hmm. um, in the last days. Um, don't know if that's accurate either. But it does It does bother me that we don't then have a Nephilim origin for them. Because it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't, nowhere in the creation account does it say, you know, beasts of the field, the, you know, the birds of, of the sky, mm -hmm. and the giants. Right. You yeah. Know, I want to know. Right. So I would. I want to know then mm -hmm. where did they come from, right. and who exactly are they are. However, this. I'm not going to go down this road on this, but I. I follow some. I follow some way out there conspiracy <laughs> channels, right? Okay. And I do, and and I enjoy them. I like to think about them critically. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't necessarily believe all of them. Right. But there right. is. 
there is quite a there is quite a bit of evidence to suggest that even here in the United States of America, there were races of giants. Mm-hmm. And all over the world, mm-hmm. giants have been found, mm-hmm. and not just not just uh, most of them match uh, what Scripture says, the six toes and, and all that kind of weird stuff. Right, right. A lot of them match exactly what is said in here. Right. And it's one of those things where there's a cover up because this can't be true because right. we need we need we need this not to be true. Right, right. For our ego, for mm-hmm. our for the mm-hmm. deception, for all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So it's interesting that, you know, maybe there is some truth to what they're saying, too, that the world did have populations of giants before and after and and then after they've just been, you know. But then the problem with that, then, is that also you have to rewrite so much history. Right. uh, For this to work, because if there really was a race of giants in in America before we came and, and, you know, we took over where's evidence of it? Right. You know, you think there would be greater evidence than just finding some bones here or there occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyway. (laughs) You're unpacking. Remember? You're unpacking. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I, and this is my problem too, is, is I, 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 now I need to watch this video. Now I need to do my own kind of, Mm -hmm. I need to talk to God about it and I need to look into it because it, it is an interesting I, I I remember reading that that word and is super important mm-hmm. in context. So I want to I want to see his information, right? See what he said specifically about that, right? Um, and and then and then like you have to look at uh, there's also what what is the rule called the fir- the rule of first use first usage. So I yeah. want to know if uh, I would want to look at the passage again. And I'd want to see how how it's being used here. It basically says, if you have having trouble interpreting a word, go back to the very first time it was used ever in the Bible and gauge it from that to interpret it right. further. And then, of course, there's always there's always this this situation, too, where uh, what you said is a f- the people that lived in that time period would know more about what is going on here. They just would well, because they lived it there. Right. They, you know, right. all the way up until Paul's time, they still had a decent amount of information. No, that right. makes sense to me because um, the, the simple reason, like if I said, um, uh, if I wrote to you guys yeah. and I said, hey, uh, come on over for Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, right. Such and such is going to be there, and you know, whatever. I right. wouldn't have to explain the feast to you. <laughs> right. I wouldn't have right. to explain what Thanksgiving was. Right. I wouldn't right. have to explain the day. Right. You guys know you've lived it all right. your lives. Right, right. Now, because this is this is one of the reasons too. Um, I get into why uh, one of the proofs that many believe the New Testament was written in Hebrew and translated into Greek later, and one of the reasons are phrases like that where they say, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, they'll talk about Passover, a feast of the Jews, is coming. You know, it's like right. if if I'm writing if, as a as a Jewish person to right. Jewish people, right. they're not going to say that. <laughs> right. they you know, are, so you it's know. yeah. So I wouldn't if I was writing to you, I wouldn't say Thanksgiving, which always takes place on the fourth Thursday <laughs> of November, <laughs> right, right. which which was you know, and, and give you a history, an explanation about. Right. I, mean, I wouldn't right. say that. Right. If that was in my letter you could understand someone else got a hold of my letter right. and was explaining for his audience. Right. Um, 
So when you talk about that aspect of it, I get it because you're writing to an audience who knows what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The problem is that doesn't, that explanation goes both ways. So in other words, if the Nephilim are these uh, just great princes and great mighty men in the land, Mm -hmm. if the Nephilim are giants who are the sons of uh, fallen angels and the daughters of women, mm-hmm. everyone would know who they were mm-hmm. either way. Right. So to me, that's not a proof either direction. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a proof either direction anyway, whichever way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just want to, I want to make sure I'm summing this up correctly. So the... Sons of God are still, and from his perspective, are still the the angels. Yes. The, the, mm-hmm. the, fallen, the fallen angels, angels. who yep. committed sin. Right. Committed weird, weird... Uh, Angelic sin. Yeah. Weird... <laughs> oh, uh, relations. Because um, there's also... Okay, so... I don't know if this is related or not, but there's a passage where, where people will sometimes say that they can't be... They can't be uh, the the the, mm. the angels because Jesus Himself says that when right. when we get to heaven we will no longer take wives and, right. and all this kind of stuff, mm. right. which is which which is he, another thing we discussed he, he earlier. Go, he goes into that too, okay, as to why that's not what he's re- he's not referring to that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't write that down. I would have to right. look at it again. And but. some and somewhere in Scripture, I can't remember if it's it's probably Paul. Um, but he, he kind of clarifies that and says, well, these angels left their, the habitat that was basically created for them. Mm-hmm. This is their space. Mm-hmm. They left it. Uh-huh. And when they left it, they, uh, they now were able they to change to, to like their women. physical form, like change. Well, well one of the things I think, one of the things I I've gone into before is the fact that what Paul's talk uh, when it says that um, they will not uh, when we go to heaven we will not take wives mm-hmm. that kind of thing because the specific verse the people came to Jesus and they said this woman had a husband the husband died so according to the tradition she marries his like the second in line mm-hmm. his yeah. younger brother yeah. that man died she does this seven times right right it says whose whose, whose wife, wife is, is she, she? going to be and right. Jesus said you guys are messed up. Yeah. No, people don't do that in heaven. You don't understand what you're talking about. She's not, you know, they don't. There's no marriage. There's no taking of people in marriage. That's not going to happen. So people have used that verse to say uh, the angels couldn't have had sex with women because no, that doesn't to happen. Do with what he's talking about. But what what he said is they don't take. It, it's not. He didn't say that the angels don't have the capability right. of having sexual relations. Right. He said. In, in heaven, there's not going to be marriage the way you think about it here. Right. Because the marriage that we have here, man and woman getting married, is a physical example of a spiritual reality of God being mm-hmm. the husband, humanity being the right. bride. And there's, you know, right. in, in marriage on earth, we live and see that physical reality to help us understand the spiritual reality of us marrying him. Right. Had nothing to do with... An, right. an ability to have sexual relations or right. not on the part of the angels. Right. So, but but this habitat's created for them. 
Right. And so when they're taken from that habitat, they now are here. Mm-hmm. And, I see. And, you know, right. a perversion can happen. Right. Okay. Right. You know? Yep. Yep. So uh, any way you look at it, whether, it, you know, because they, they chose to leave that. They saw mm-hmm. that the women that, that were beautiful and they chose to leave that mm-hmm. and when they did it was very much like when we chose to rebel against god right you know so that's their and then they get taken out in the flood as and, and taken to tartarus as their punishment yeah um and uh so that's that's the, the one those ones that fell now so it's still spirit beings but uh the the nephilim now are so we, we don't know what they are then, according to this. Is that correct? Because the giant, so the spirits are... We don't know what they... Oh, as far as... Right. With so, the origin and all that business. Yeah. So, yes. So the right. giants were just there before and after, but then, so then, do we know what, according to this, do we know what the Nephilim then are? My understanding from what he was saying is that they're just men. Just men. They're just mm-hmm. giant men. He doesn't say that. That's just what I gleaned from it. So, so I could be wrong on what he thinks, but he didn't actually go into what they actually were. So these could be so back into my my sorry, I, I should maybe I shouldn't bring conspiracies into this, but um <laughs> Well, but, it's kind of a conspiracy. I mean But so there's 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 every not every, but most of the Egyptian um hieroglyphics, the artwork, the everything, mm-hmm. they always show pharaohs and gods double the size of men mm. now archaeologists yeah. say you know these very smart people right they say that's just to show that they mm. were greater in nature right right mm. i've heard that yeah but there's a lot of a lot of suggestion that, that no they were double the size of mm-hmm. most people these were the mm-hmm. these were the nef you know these were the yeah nef- yeah yeah and and so like nimrod uh, Gilgamesh, uh, you know, all of these yeah, were yeah. these giant men of, of, of a higher, you know, they mm-hmm. literally were double the size of the normal people. Uh, what's his name? Goliath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goliath. And so, uh, and then just throughout history, um, uh, they, you know, they have been basically, uh, there's even some suggestion that there's still some around today here mm-hmm. or there. You know, it's 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 Loch Ness monster kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but there's there's a rather interesting story of, uh, about something that happened in Iraq with a group of U.S. soldiers that yeah. encountered something, uh, supposedly encountered a giant, and it was covered up. Um, you know, so I, you know, I don't know about all that, but I still find it interesting. Right. But yeah, so I guess I guess the thing that I'm still hooked up on then is. So were the Nephilim special in any way then, or were they just, you, right. you know, if they no, were... No, I, I get your question. So, that's, here's one, that's what I'm Here's one of the sure things on. along that line that I, that I question, uh, and one of the reasons I don't go along with this. Now, now I want to emphasize, it could be true. I I'm don't know. It's just to me, the well, evidence right. doesn't fall that... It, there's like nine pieces over here, two pieces over here, right. so... To right. me, the scales are balanced this way. The fact is, none of none of us know because we yeah. weren't there. But um, one of the things is, if they are a direct result of fallen angels and human women, 
it makes sense. We have an origin. It, uh, uh, there's, there's, uh, uh, a gigantic being, um, that cannot be saved because, uh, uh, now, now we know Enoch is not scriptural as far as not scripture, oh, the, uh, but if it's yeah. history, if it's, you know, uh, the, in that book, the fallen angels go to Enoch and they say, plead with God for the salvation of our children. And he's, and God says, no, you know, he, he says, because essentially they're not human. They're not his. Mm -hmm. Um, now let's say Enoch is wrong and that never happened. Okay. Uh, but the fact remains, are these things human or are they beasts? Mm -hmm. Are they animals? Because if they're not the product of fallen angels, uh, and and women, that means they were created by God at the very beginning. Unless because if, if see they can't be human, because uh, I go back to you know everything after its own kind. Mm -hmm. You know a cow mates with a bull. You have a cow. Right. Uh, a lamb. A, a sheep mates with a sheep. You have a sheep. Mm -hmm. A dog mates with a dog. You have a dog. Mm -hmm. A human mates with a human. You have a human. Right. You don't have a giant. And although we can have varying sizes among us, mm -hmm. some are smaller, some are larger, some are skinny, some are fat, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you don't have, uh, 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 here's a race of people, because these were, uh, 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 this was a lineage going mm -hmm. on. Right. I mean, even Goliath that talks about his father, and and all of his brothers, they were mm -hmm. all giants. They these were, uh, uh, these were lineages of people going on down uh, down the line. Where did the giants come from? If humans are just mating with humans, and this one comes out, you know, for whatever reason, twice the size of everyone. You've got six foot man, uh, a five foot woman producing. Mm -hmm you know, uh, a 14-foot human being, that doesn't connect with me. Sorry, it it, it doesn't make sense. I want to look at. Now, if they're a beast, because this has brought, been brought up uh, to us since then, um, some people believe that the giants were created by God in the beginning. Okay. Because... The end of, when you have creation, it says, and God created everything and he was done. And so therefore, if giants existed, their logic is if giants existed mm -hmm. in the future, that means because of that verse, that means God created them because he created all things. So, and this has been brought up that mm -hmm. giants were part of the beasts that Noah brought with him onto the ark. The Nephilim existed as part of God's creation. Okay. And Noah just brought them on two by two, just the same way he brought everyone else, mm -hmm. and kept going. So if that's the case, they're not even human. They're beasts. Okay. And they have nothing to do with the race of humanity. And that doesn't jive with me either. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense with the last part that says those were the mighty men Exactly. Who were of old men. So uh -huh. I mean, it clearly says they're, they're men. It they're doesn't say they're men. Beasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But 
But that's a belief that people have because the Bible clearly says God created all and he was finished. And so they believe if giants existed, then God must have created them because of that verse. I don't, I don't agree with their logic on that either. I think God created all perfectly that he made right. and they came later as a perversion. Mm-hmm. Now, if God did not create them, and they're not a perversion, where did they come from? Well, so here's a question for you. So here's a question for you, and it goes with that. So you're talking about the origin, which is important, right? And so that says to me, okay, so when the flood happened, who was saved? Noah and his family. That was it, right? Exactly. And and two of each kind of animal, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah, we've gone into this later. It's actually like seven, seven of each and, and other, and possibly fourteen. Okay. Yeah. The animals, Noah's family. Exactly. Right? Okay. So where are they going to come from again? Do we have angels now having relations with women? Like, where are they going to come from again if they're coming back again? So that is poss- potentially. There's there's two different theories. Uh, one is yeah, the angels continued to have it after they came back later because. Even though the Bible doesn't specify that that happened, it doesn't. It also doesn't negate it. In other words, the Bible points out when they came down and started to have it, mm-hmm. but they didn't come down, do it once, and that was it. It's done. But where are it they can, now? So, uh, then the second theory is that possibly the Nephilim gene came along with one of the, the wives of Noah's sons. And so that gene maintained in humanity and was activated later. So she was certain, a Nephilim? She was she had the Nephilim gene in her. So she was born of the perversion. Uh, that those that are took place. those are two of the that, theories. I'm just asking. That's yeah. what they're saying. Those are two of the theories that take place. Okay. One one of the proofs that people give of that is uh babel babylon uh not who's the king nimrod nimrod Nimrod. Nimrod. Uh, it says that uh and i forget exactly the verses but it says and nimrod became a mighty man Mm -hmm. and some people believe that that means he had the gene within him that was activated when he did something Mm -hmm. And he became a giant. See, I have to disagree with that because I don't believe God would have saved her then if she had the gene. Because he, he if, now, if the Nephilim can't be saved, why would he save somebody who had the gene with it too? I'm not saying I agree with that. No, I'm I know. Saying I'm just saying. one of the theories. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I understand that. I understand and that. and I, for the same reason, I kind of go, wait a second. Is, isn't he wiping out yeah. this perversion? Isn't that part of what's going on here? Right. I personally believe, and again, I don't know. Right. No, I, I do not know. And and uh, again, this is a way I lean. Not I have absolute knowledge of, and you better agree with me. <laughs> right. No, I know. No. Yeah. I personally believe the 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 fallen angels just continued their activities with whoever would let them later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe uh, that just happened. Uh, you say, well, you can't prove where that happened biblically because it doesn't say it. No, it doesn't. But it doesn't. It, it basically says this is when they start. They saw the daughters of men. They came down, took them wives, and that's it. 
to me, that is the beginning of a, of a continuation, mm-hmm. a, a line uh, that we see even in extra biblical texts. The, the one, I think we brought up a, um, uh, a Phoenician text or, or it was, it was some, some other culture mm-hmm. that they found talking about uh, a, a, a God, mm-hmm. them, witness, right. them witnessing a God uh, uh, mating with a, a cow several times mm-hmm. and impregnating the cow. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was, you know, this is a, another culture, whether it's Phoenician or I forget now, I'd have to go back and look. I've heard that story. <clears throat> yeah. I know the one you're talking about. So, so if, you know, if that was the case, that just shows they were doing it constantly. Mm-hmm. And even um, in the New Testament, there's a couple verses that we brought up before them talking about uh, the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah being connected with the sins of uh, the... Noah's time, mm-hmm. you know, t- yeah. taking not just, you know, not just homosexuality, but sexually just taking anything and everything. Right. And I personally believe these fallen angels had just given themselves over to the lust. And when God stepped away and said, then you're no longer here, you're, you're kicked out. And they no longer had that connection with what was holy. Mm-hmm their Lord essentially just became their lusts Mm -hmm. and they were fully given into them. And I think when you talked about where are they now? Yeah. I think there are some stories, whether you believe them or not, you know, that that's up to every individual, but I think there's stories just like UFO stories, Mm -hmm. you know, and which are growing and where they came from. Where is that? I think it's all part of this demonic spiritual Mm -hmm. thing going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they, whether you say there's a few of them, they've been in hiding, what have you. uh, I I don't know. This this thing in Afghanistan. Iraq. Iraq, Thank you. The thing in Iraq. There's Mm -hmm. there's stories like that, that, you know, you kind of like hear about and you know where did they come from can we believe it you know and they're getting buried they're getting buried right um for example i remember reading about a story where people found in a cave a cave painting of uh, a t-rex fighting a mastodon yeah which not only puts the t-rex and the mastodon in the same time period it puts a human being in the same time period who witnessed it <laughs> who drew the so painting. which throws yeah. off everyone's times right. of of you know so what happens that cave painting suddenly disappears. Yeah, there's... and so there's a lot. There's a lot of it can be explained that way. With yeah, there's proof. We're gonna make it go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's um, if you, if you read actual newspapers from the United States of America in like the 1800s, mm-hmm. they report frequently finding giant bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've and, seen some of those and, articles, and and then there's one common denominator. Somebody from the Smithsonian showed up uh, to to look at the claim of the giant bones, and then they disappear. And then then nothing else becomes of it. Mm-hmm. And huh. there's no evidence. There's no nothing. There's a yeah. common. There's a common. So, you know, there's there's. We all know that the enemy is working at the highest levels. He can. He's using right. all of his resources. He's using all of the people that he has. We know that our elites are not giving us all of the full information. Right. I, 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 when you look at some of the weird stuff that goes on on these 
world economic forums and all this kind of stuff they they love their position they love to to have knowledge over us mm -hmm. i don't think the world is the way it has been presented to us oh, i agree uh, with that you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, i think i do believe that the history books of heaven are very different than the mm -hmm. history books of earth exactly yeah. and so i think that i think that right there makes it so we can't necessarily fully know the answers for a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. because there are, there's active agents in place yeah uh ultimately at the highest levels controlled by the great deceiver mm -hmm. to make this all work yeah because I mean, we know that evolution is a lie but right. it's a great lie because it has it's so many people have believed it hook line sinker mm -hmm. um and so then when there's any sort of evidence to suggest that man was with dinosaurs yeah. there's in, in, in uh, south america there's there was a tr uh, there's a tribe that they had uh, pots and on the pots they had images of domesticated dinosaurs, oh, like like pets? beast of burden, like the Flintstones, like beast of burden. Yeah, okay. Like, oh, I like, see. Like, like oxen. Like, yeah, that, yeah. Like that. They were using them to the, like, plow, plow fields and, and what have you. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. then you know, Not scientists, like, like dogs, pets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> beast of burden, okay. basically. Okay. My baby raptor, fetch. <laughs> Because they actually yeah. show, they actually show like like harness on them and like walking in the fields and mm. things like that. They mm -hmm. actually show this. Well, then experts come out, experts come out, mm -hmm. and they say, no, this is most likely actually a whatever. Right. And and you look at it and you're like, no, it's a dinosaur, you idiot. Like, right, right. <laughs> this is a hippopotamus. <laughs> you know. Uh -huh. So, uh, and and they read an article not too long ago that they have to rethink. Uh, about damn time they have to rethink uh how old some dinosaurs were because they have found that there is still living tissue in certain fossils and living mm -hmm. tissue can't survive millions of years right right mm -hmm. right you know yeah so i just i, I read that article yeah. that was in a secular science article and i was like you'll never find wow. it again yeah you know? you'll never find it again <laughs> Um, yeah. so I, I think, I think, I think there's a handicap here that we won't be able to fully figure it out. Right. But I think, right. I think God, uh, God gave us good instincts for, to, to know him. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, uh, like you even said, do we need to know this to be saved? Right. No, right, no. we need to no. know Jesus Christ. Exactly. No. <laughs> you know, exactly. But, exactly. But. I love, I love trying to, I love figuring this stuff out. And I love when God helps me figure this stuff out because it's then more ammo for me to mm -hmm. be able to use in trying to just help other people. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons I don't believe it because, uh, like going back to that, mm -hmm. if these Nephilim were just great men of old mm -hmm. and we don't hear anything else about them, how does that affect me? How do I grow closer to God? How does that tell me more about the spiritual realm? How does that shape my life? But if they are a product of fallen spiritual forces, I don't want to say demonic because there's a whole question about what that word demon means, mm -hmm. you know. Um, if they are a product of fallen spiritual forces uh, affecting us, mm -hmm then that is a spiritual, that is a physical picture of spiritual things that still exist today. There are giants in the land um, that are the result of spiritual forces, whether it's a philosophy, 
whether it's a, a uh, I don't know, entertainment, uh, whatever, there are things seeking to dominate us, seeking to corrupt us, mm -hmm. that we can look back on what God gave us and the blueprints in a physical sense and say, just like marriage, mm -hmm. just like we are intended to say, this is what God gave us between man and woman. Yeah. We're intended, we live that in the physical, and then he says, now, that has a spiritual ramification. I am the bridegroom. You are the bride. Oh. And and said so we live marriage. Right. We can go, I see what you're talking about now. I, I at least I understand it better, you and me. Uh, uh the whole if we interpret the Old Testament that way, so many things jump out and become alive. Mm -hmm. You know, uh uh pork. Right. You know, don't eat pork. Right. Uh, uh, why not? Why can we eat the cows and not mm -hmm. pigs? Because pigs are garbage eaters. Mm -hmm. uh, he was, you know, cows eat grass. Cows right. eat living things. Uh, pigs eat slop and garbage. Uh, don't eat buzzards. Right. You know, why? Because they're eating dead things. Right. You know, what they eat, you put into you. It. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a physical picture. So now... I can take that into today and I can say, don't eat this thing that came from death. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a, a music, a, a song, a music, uh, <laughs> a, a song, a book, right. uh, a movie, right. a television series, whatever. Yes, it tastes good. Yes, oh, I, the saltiness. Oh, that, that, oh that, that fills me up and I enjoy eating it putting it into my spirit, putting it in my mind, but it's bringing death with it. Right. Don't eat. I can take that physical picture and apply it spiritually. Right. If the Nephilim are just a footnote, I can't, where can I do that? But if the Nephilim are a product of spiritual beings mm -hmm. coming and infecting humanity with this, that provides uh, a spiritual picture that I can learn from today. Uh, the Nephilim Goliath mm -hmm. coming uh, as Nephilim. Okay, if the Nephilim were there and then everything got killed off, how did they come back? If the sons of God are not their fathers, if the, the, you know, the, the angelic beings are mm -hmm. not their fathers, are mm -hmm. not continuing to spawn these creatures, mm -hmm. we just cut them off. Where did they come from? You know, unless Noah brought them on the ark too and, and he created them. Why would he do that if they were part of the thing he was trying to destroy? Right. There's uh, some interesting books and things I've read too that suggest if the, if the Nephilim return nowadays, they may not be what they were at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be the Nephilim of our age are artificial intelligence or they mm -hmm. are... Uh, it's going to be revealed that uh, there are aliens and they're actually aliens. It was, um, I can't think of his name. And also the Nephilim at the very beginning were much larger than the Nephilim that came. They started mm -hmm. to devolve essentially. Mm -hmm. So Goliath, although he was much larger than normal people, was not as large as the Nephilim originally no. before Noah. It does not say he was a Nephilim. I threw that out there because I've heard that, but it does not... It does not specifically specify he was Nephilim. However, it does in other verses say 
he had a father and several brothers, and it defines them as Nephilim. Okay. So we can infer that Goliath was Nephilim because of that. Uh, um, and we've talked about it too. Nephilim, uh, the, the Hebraic roots of the word, and Giborim, and Raphaim. Uh uh, but no, no, it does not specifically say Goliath was Nephilim. Mm-hmm. It does say his family, all of his family were. And so we can infer that he he was just like them. Mm-hmm. My point is the Nephilim, Goliath is just the most famous right. that we think of as giant. Right, right. Uh, but the Nephilim of the time, such as the people that uh, the Hebrews went into the promised land and went, oh, we're like grasshoppers in their sights. That's exactly there, what There were giants. Yeah, there were Nephilim. Uh, they, uh, the the figures that you know it gives, they increasingly became smaller over time. They were not as large as uh, the largest originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll throw this out there too. There are people, I'm not saying I agree with it, right, right. but there are people today, mm-hmm. elitists, what do you want to call them, Illuminati, whatever, you know, who believe that they are Nephilim. <laughs> and they believe they have the Nephilim gene. They believe they are carrying mm-hmm. Nephilim. And they are looking through science, through, through AI, through a lot of other things to trigger that gene and take on their full potential and essentially become immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not saying that no. that's true, right. no. but I'm saying it is something that a lot, there are there are elite people in the world who are actively working towards that goal. Right, right, right. That's not a very good goal. <laughs> I'm just saying. Through all of if time. If you're going to choose a goal, that's, that's not one you should probably have. If we want to be immortal, if you reject God, well, then, then yeah. the way to do it is you know, through your own means somehow. Right. But that's what they're shooting for. And and um, I'm sorry if I interrupted you. Uh, I, But I was trying to... So go on with what you're doing. I was trying to continue exactly what you were talking about. The um, Well, so so a return through artificial intelligence or oh, mm-hmm. uh, transhumanism or uh, potentially... And that's why I brought it up because this whole transhumanism movement, right. there are people who believe that in it or possibly even that um you know that some even there's even a suggestion that the antichrist himself might be an alien and there's this there's this this world problem that we can't solve Mm -hmm. but he comes Mm -hmm. and that explains some of the stuff i don't know if any of that's accurate but i find it interesting that um i can't remember the guy's name he's the he was the head of the church of satan um, Anton, Anton LaVey? LaVey? Yes. That. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anton LaVey. He, he's actually, um, I mean, man's evil beyond belief. But, right. But he said some things that I think line up and actually did come true. Mm-hmm. And of course, his source wasn't God. He wasn't prophetic from God's point of right. view. Right. Uh-huh. He was prophetic from the, the enemy's point right. of view. Right. But one of the things he said was that uh, demons... Mm-hmm. Um, would eventually uh, be known uh, by from a different name. Mm. They would eventually, uh, you know, eventually that that the, they would be discussed mm-hmm. openly, and they would be known by a different name mm-hmm. as part of the confusion. Yeah. Well, after that, 
There were UFO booms. Oh yeah. There were alien aliens. The aliens became yep. the, the the discussion. Yep. And so I find it interesting that what he said actually did come right correctly. That's why I put a lot of I put a I put some faith into this belief that <clears throat> aliens will somehow somehow play a part mm-hmm. in oh, something. A hundred percent. But yeah. they're not really aliens. A hundred percent. And I've read too that um, part of this spiritual deception going on, which kind of ties back to this. That's been going on for millennia. Mm-hmm. They said it's transformed itself as the culture changes too. And um, like, for example, pre-certain, pick, pick, uh, there's, there's like a decade in there where industrialism became the thing. Mm-hmm. And and we started, we, we went from agricultural societies to, you know, the bulk of us living in cities mm-hmm. for the first time ever mm-hmm. cities became the source uh, the, the the primary uh, population hub mm-hmm. um they said prior to that people believed in leprechauns and fairies mm-hmm. and werewolves and right. vampires and all of these types of things right and we had stories about sightings and we mm-hmm. had stories about uh you know connecting with these things and mm-hmm. And this monstrous beast in the wilderness and, and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Move into the industrial age, that has fallen off. UFOs have picked up. Well, they said, is are the, but the stories essentially remain the same. And look at the UFOs have changed. At mm-hmm. first they were all metallic mm-hmm. and shiny. And now they're like not even metallic. They're just mm-hmm. like... Uh, What's the word I'm looking yeah. for? Yeah, but you know I, they're not even—they're not even real. They're, they're, like you can't even touch like them. They're energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They're not mm-hmm. even metal. They're not even like physical. So, part of the deception that's going on, and why aren't why aren't we having more sightings, and why aren't we having proof? Why haven't we captured one and and mm-hmm. brought it in? You know, I think this is all part of the spiritual deception going on, and I think the Nephilim have to do with that. I think mm-hmm. you know why don't we have more of them? Why do we have these? This in Iraq, there's these these soldiers going. I swear to you, this is what we saw, mm-hmm. and they're all standing by each other. But we have no proof. Supposedly, right. they actually engaged it in it, combat. Engaged exactly, and, and there were fatalities and, on the end. But there are other stories uh, that that uh, have come out of people, you know, pre, you know, 1800s America, people citing these things and chasing them and and what have you. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a story, I think it was in uh, one of Tom Horn and Chris Putnam's books. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's Putnam or Putman. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) But um, about a... Where's it at? (laughs) Oh, you're trying to find his name? trying to find the book. It's okay. Okay. But but anyway, there there was like a, a story of a woman... Who was who who like believed the werewolf was there in the room, where she could see it, yeah, and no one else could see it, and mm-hmm. and and as they you know as they were praying over and they they cast this thing out, this mm-hmm. demonic presence, mm-hmm. she screamed as if she was being tormented by this thing, and with nothing else in the room, uh, when it was all done, she released her hands, and there was this large thick hair in her hands. You know, like, yeah. where did that come from? Right. There's so all sorts there. of stories like that mm-hmm. throughout history that that a skeptic can easily go, yeah, you made it up. Yeah, or, right. Or you're all, you all, saw, it, was a, it was a group hallucination. 
You know, like you talk about the general, the, the people in Iraq. Okay, where did the fatalities come from? Well, they encountered soldiers and, and they, you know, using a hallucinogenic agent, something like that. And terrorists took them out. Ter- yeah. You know, something along those lines. Right. Uh, so I think there's, that can be, you know, where are the Nephilim now? I think that has, a, things like that have a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think, I think the world that's been presented to us is not, accurate because no. there are forces no. in place yeah absolutely doing its best to keep us from actually knowing what's going on yeah because if we if if if, if we were to be able to just go you know yes this is accurate and true then we might uh take the power we right. might we might you know <clears throat> right. and we mentioned this earlier too and because in our genesis studies talking about noah's ark the fact that, you know, a lot of people will look at this book and they'll go like, uh, yeah, where's your proof uh, that King David didn't exist? You know, we, oh, mm-hmm. oh, now we found archaeological proof that King David did exist. Right, oh, right. okay. Well, what about this over here? Oh, we found mm-hmm. archaeological proof. Oh, okay. I can, I can go with you on that. Mm-hmm. But when we hit Noah's time and before, there is, there is a fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Because if Noah's Ark exists... And, and we can and and anything prior to that moment, we have to accept this as history right. and and truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And they will not. Okay, there are pieces that you know from here on out that line up with what actually happened mm-hmm. in the world. Um, I think the Nephilim are part of that. I think uh, they're they you know like you said we find these bones in the world they disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there is, we cannot accept that God is God. And if we accept anything, Noah's Ark and before all of that, there is a staged, there, there is a conscious effort to hide it, to deny it, to shut it down. Oh, yeah. This is the hill we will fight and die on right. for the atheist mm-hmm. and for the secular humanist. Right. And for a lot of Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> air quotes but I so so each one of us let's just let's just kind of wrap up uh, uh, unless there's more to go on uh, this felt like this a good kind yeah no it's already went way longer than I expected okay. it to go so. but um, um, uh, let me just say uh, for my part um, I don't know and I will not say that I know right I lean towards the Nephilim are still uh, the product of fallen angels and women, uh, human human women, because it solves so many other problems. Now, mm-hmm. I admit that those problems that it solves could be interpreting things incorrectly and, and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, to me, I, I always go with uh, uh, what evidence do I have on both sides Right now, the evidence seems to be weighted the one side more than the other. Right. And then, if there's confusion, well, what about what about this piece over that piece? You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I try to look for um, evidence that creates more problems than it solves. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's too many, with the interpretation that they were just there, there's too many errors in the sense that uh, fatal errors in the sense that you just created if that's right you just created too many problems that cannot be solved now maybe it's just cannot be solved at this time because we don't know enough so that's why i leave it open sure 
and I don't know. Um, and I didn't get into it right now, but the whole and thing, I, I've just recently discovered that in Hebrew mm-hmm. uh, at, as part of, you know, it's another proof that the New Testament was originally written in Hebrew because if you go by Greek, the mm-hmm. grammar is horrible. They said, the, you know, the Greek letters are there, yeah. but it's written in the Semitic grammar. And one of the reasons is they have many, many, many redundant ands. They use ands all the time. Mm-hmm. For no apparent reason, hmm. uh, uh, the the and in in the the ancient uh, Semitic language is you know, we've got an obvious connection here. We've grouped two things, and you do it again. You and this and why did you have to add the and? We right, already, right. There's a lot of that that goes on mm-hmm. in the Semitic writing. Um, so we didn't get into that, and I won't get into it now. But my point is. I personally still lean on the one side that the fallen angels are the parentage mm-hmm. of the Nephilim. Because if you go the other way and you, you interpret that verse differently, it's like I everything falls apart. There's no connections whatsoever to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong and part of the problem could be we just haven't figured some things out yet. So mm-hmm. I do not want to say that I've got it solved. Right, right. Brad? I have been fascinated with how God has, at certain points in my life, made things more clear to me. And I am just, I'm trying to grow and just be patient. And so, I don't know. (laughs) And I know that... I don't know is a perfectly acceptable response. But I do know that if it is important... God is going to reveal it to me in his time. Right. And I will be fascinated if that happens. Yeah. Now, that being said, I I have a pretty... I've done some looking into the Nephilim myself. I've listened to a lot of stuff. I've read, I've read a couple books and different things. And I have this picture in my head, and I don't know if it's accurate, but, you know, the, the, the yes, they were spiritual. They were angels that fell. Mm-hmm. They created uh, these giants who became these mighty men, these 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 ancient gods, mm-hmm. Phoenician gods, Egyptian gods. Yeah. Um, and then later, those gods were, became the Greek gods, the Roman gods, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. The myths that came out of every yeah. And I think that, uh, as you said, I think that they just went wild with their perversions. Mm-hmm. And I think they made hybrids. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you see an Egyptian uh, with an owl head and an alligator right. head. Uh, I think that there was that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this manipulation. We try to genetically manipulate things now. Yeah. So I don't know mm-hmm. why it wouldn't have also well, happened. Sure. We've put a human yeah. ear on a mouse. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know. Yeah. So I, I personally yeah. think that that, that happened. What? It's an ugly looking mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and then a flood comes and... And uh, washes that all that uncleanliness away. Yeah, you know it's, it washes it, and we start fresh. Now, the thing to remember is that uh, whether it was on the whether the gene came through the ark or not, or if just after the fact, we gotta remember we're also guilty in all of this. Mm-hmm. We were guilty right. beforehand. We accepted it. We joined in the lust. Right. Mm-hmm. We 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 honored it. We gave it. We gave it our glory, our respect, right? Rather than giving it to God like we should, 
Right. And that's why we also were unclean and had to be washed away. Right. And so after the fact, we've done the same thing again. Not mm-hmm. necessarily, I mean, everyone in a way, but not necessarily, you know, I'm not opening myself up to the Nephilim and saying, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, we as a race, right. not each of us individually. Right. 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 We right. as but, humanity. Yeah. But yeah. We're, we're doing it, we, we're, we, we did it again one way or the other. Right. Because by the time we get to Sodom and Gomorrah, we're just as lustful oh, and horrible yeah. as we were, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would argue that the United States of America is getting to be just that horrible yeah. again, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, right? You, you know, so mm-hmm. I I don't right. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's my response. There we go. And I don't know. I mean, so Wrap I us up. Take I us was home. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was on your side forever, but watching this guy, hearing his explanations on everything, and tying the whole Bible together to the New Testament for me. To me, it's the most sense I've heard anybody ever talk about this subject. It's the most sense. He was concise. And it wasn't like, I have the proof. He was just saying, this is from what I've studied. This is what I've seen. And it made me look at it a way that I have never looked at it before. But given that fact, again, I don't know then about the rest of it. So how does the rest of it fit? And that's where I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But can can I explain some things without it? Yes. Do I need them to be the product? Not necessarily. But why is it in there? So again, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. I'm but 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 I do know this is that the one if I've gotten anything out of it, it's the fact that I'm willing to at least consider it and not just be Oh yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, because there's a lot of times when I'm like, nope. Uh-huh. But when I heard it, I was like, "Okay, I can't, I can't argue with that." Right. You know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I drive Kristen nuts, my wife, uh, sometimes, <laughs> and, and because I, when I, when something comes across, I immediately go, "Okay, all right, never heard that before. Let's pull it in. Let's mm-hmm. analyze it. Right. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's, let's determine." And sometimes she. Th- she thinks I accept things too easily. Oh, and I right, say, right. no, I don't accept things too easily, but I listen right, to right. all of the evidence and put it together and analyze it, uh, you know, um, before I just discard it out of hand. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. So there we are. So I don't know. So, But I, I, I encourage everybody to watch the video. Yeah. No, do your absolutely. own research. Look things up. Yeah. Research it. And then pray about it. And then you decide Uh what you think the Lord is telling you about what's right. Oh, which is always, yeah. And that's, so you might, you might pray about it and say, no, the Lord told me that it's, it's, it's like this. And that might just be a revelation to you. Mm -hmm. Whereas for Scott, he needs it to be the product of the angels and men, because to him, that makes sense. So God's going to talk to you. Uh, right. The the realization is, I mean, there is a reality to what happened. Yes, it was true. Um, and I I do follow along the lines, like we've talked about it. Do we have to know? Does it matter? And I I go back to, it doesn't matter for my salvation, but God put it here for a reason. Right. Therefore, I'm not denying that. 
it matters. Right. Why does it matter? And that that was one of the things I fell back on. If it's A, I can find no connection why it matters. If it's B, it makes sense, it matters, it teaches me something. Again, that could come down to A, I just haven't seen how it matters yet, mm-hmm. and B, I'm misinterpreting something. And no, it doesn't matter that way, and I'm on the wrong track. I always acknowledge that. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't like to be so I don't like to be too rigid because uh, I have discovered something in my life that many things can be true at the same time. And mm-hmm. until God himself yeah. says to me, this is the one simple truth here. So there are things that I will that I would never back down from. Yeah. Like, Jesus is my savior. Right. I need him. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. You know, like that's that's a truth that that's I would That's an make. absolute truth. Right. It's kind of like the letter Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought you were done. But there in any situation, multiple things can be True. Right. You know. Uh, right. It's kind of like, so I'll go on with that. The, like the letters in Revelation, the mm-hmm. seven, to the letters to the seven churches, people have said, um, uh, are they, are they timelines of church history? Do they, you know, are, uh, is it, mm-hmm. I've heard, you know, do they explain like si- different spiritual movements or denominations? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they, uh, are they this or that or, you know, all these things. And what he's talking about, I totally agree with. They could all be true. God is that perfect and that, you know, they yeah. refer to all of it. Yeah. But um, but if someone says, comes back and says, okay, my truth is the letters didn't exist and John never wrote them. And these are all myth. myth I, I could go, no, 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 no. You're on the wrong subject. They, yeah. you know, the, the fact is right. they were letters that were written right. and went to these specific locations. Right. That's right. not what we're talking about. Right. And if you're arguing with that, we're going to go back to right. the actual reality right. of the situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's kind of this, is there's a reality of the situation that happened that we would like to know. Right. What actually happened. Now, the truths, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Once you understand that reality. Right. That could be different for every person depending on where you are in God. Right. And that's what I was trying yeah. to say. I just didn't say it right. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> Thank you. But on that note, unless anyone else... I'm good. Okay. Well, first of all, I'll just say thank you. I oh. really appreciated this conversation. <laughs> yeah. This is a subject that is fascinating to me. Um, yeah. So I do like... I, I and like, like you said, it always... I thought it was going to be short. It always... <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, and also, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, uh, but on that note, it is happy birthday, so I want food. Yes. You want food? Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. We have plans after this to go out for a birthday. Yes. And so we're going to run. So I'm going to say, <laughs> as always, this has been Brad. This hasn't. <laughs> and this has been Scott. And this, as always, has been not about us.